Remember the good old days before Microsoft Word had autosave? You'd type up some important document and then your computer would freeze and you'd lose hours of work just because you forgot to hit save? Well, that's what it's like going online without ExpressVPN. Every time you're connected to an unencrypted network, whether it's in an airport, a hotel, a cafe, or anywhere, your online data is not secure. Any person on that same network who knows what they're doing can gain access to your personal data. Bank logins, credit card details, passwords, all the stuff you don't want people seeing. Unfortunately, hacking has become much easier than it used to be. People don't even have to be exceptionally skilled to do it, and there's a lot of money to be made by selling your information on the dark web. ExpressVPN stops hackers from stealing your data by creating a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. It's incredibly easy to use. Once the app is running, you literally click one button to get protected. And it works on your phone, laptop, tablet, and more, so you can stay protected on the go. I've been using ExpressVPN for a little while now, and I can rest easy knowing my info is safe and secure. I've heard horror stories of people who've been hacked, and it sounds like a massive pain to try to get any resolution in the aftermath, so I am not interested in finding out what that process is like. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slashfilm, and you can get an extra three months free. expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Home Daily for Monday, April 6, 2020. On today's episode, we're going to take a look at the launch lineup for the new streaming service, Quibi. Chris has seen everything. He's experienced everything. He's going to tell us the good, the bad, the ugly. This is Slash Home Editor-in-Chief Peter Serrata, and joining me on today's podcast is Slash Home writer Chris Evangelista. Happy Quibi Day, everyone. <laughs> Do you think anybody out there listening in the, the Slash Film Daily audience is like super excited for Quibi? I don't know. I don't know if anyone even knows Quibi exists. I, I feel like usually when there's like something big like this at the abuse, I see it like, you know, trending on Twitter and I don't see Quibi at all. So I don't know. Maybe no one realizes there's a there's a Quibi to be had. I will say this. It, it like secretly launched last night. It like yeah. had an early launch or something, and I got a bunch of texts from friends. My friends are in Hollywood, so they don't count as like normal people. But <laughs> but they were like, you know, what's good? Tell me what's good. And I, I but I, I I I take that as two things. Number one, they're in Hollywood, so they're curious about this Quibi thing. And number two, we're all stuck in our houses, and they're like, oh my god, new streaming service, new content. What can I? Is there anything worth watching? It's what I, I take it as, but uh, okay. So let's start things out. Uh, I'm sure people listening to this podcast know already, but what is Quibi? So Quibi is a streaming service that is intended to be watched entirely on your phone. It's it's a mobile only service right now, uh, and it specializes in quick bites. That's what Quibi stands for. So uh, rather than getting you know half hour to hour-long episodes quibi breaks things up and uh they have three types of, of shows they have documentaries the series they have you know quote-unquote regular shows and then they have movies but everything is broken up into small episodes like five to ten minutes so you'll have like an episode of a tv show that lasts five to ten minutes you'll have a movie that is split up into five to ten minute chunks and, and so on like that and the idea is uh, it, it's weird because the idea seems like antiquated right now because the whole point of this idea is you know oh you'll watch quibi during your busy lifestyle when you have a few free moments but what they didn't predict is there would be a pandemic that locked us all in our houses so 
all we have now are free moments. So it's kind of like a defunct service before it even gets off the ground. Like the idea of this is like, ah, you watch five minutes on the train to work in the morning, but obviously no one's really going to work anymore. So if anything, people want longer stuff right now, not, not quick stuff. Yeah. And it's really weird. They sent out screeners to press for all the shows that are out now. And some of the ones that are coming out and I, I got some of these screeners and I, I was, I wanted to watch them, but there really wasn't a good way to watch it on the television. Like it, it, you kind of are constrained to your phone or a computer. And, uh, you know, I was trying to watch it with, with my girlfriend Ketra and it just was not a good experience. Have you, have you tried the actual Quibi app itself? No, I watched them. I watched the screeners on my laptop. I didn't try to connect it to my TV or, and I didn't try to watch it on my phone, but uh, and you could watch them one of two ways. There's the, the vertical format, you know, like, you know, watching it on your phone. And then there's horizontal, which is also supposed to be on your phone, but, you know, in widescreen. And uh, I tried watching things like both ways, not like whole episodes, but I would jump back and forth. And I honestly don't know <laughs> who that that vertical format is for. I can't imagine watching something like that. It just looks <laughs> bad to me i just don't i don't like it and it's you know i know other people might be fine with it but it just it's weird to me um to to quibi's credit they you know they allowed the filmmakers of all their shows to have input on how you know the the vertical formatting would look and in a lot of cases they actually shot it two ways so they would have two cameras going one you know framing a scene vertically and one framing it uh, horizontally so in some cases you're not just getting a cropped image you're getting like a completely different shot but yeah that was I, the thing i was like most surprised by like when i was watching this because in the screeners you could watch them side by side and you would see in some cases it wasn't just like a complete reframing like sometimes you have the reframing and you also have like the pan and scan where they're panning across the horizontal image with the the vertical framing, if that makes right. sense. Yeah. Uh, but other times it's a completely different shot that isn't even in the other take, which is is kind of interesting because, like, I guess if technically if you've seen a, seen a show in vertical and I've seen it in horizontal, we've technically not seen the exact same show. I guess. <laughs> I mean, t- yeah, I, I, yeah, that's that's probably accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I actually downloaded the app uh, when it came online last night because I got a, like a ninety day free trial. I'm not sure if that's still available or not, but um, the the app itself, I will say this for for Quibi's credit, the app itself does not look like every other streaming app, like which are just like a bunch of like tiles and stuff. It's very modern and it's very like fills the screen and like really well done presentation when i clicked to play an episode there was still no option to like airstream the show to my apple tv which is just so strange like let us watch things the way we want to watch them but yeah they're they're like dead set on on the phone thing i wonder like i have a feeling they're gonna like change that because i feel like lots of people are just gonna want to watch this on their tv so yeah but for now you can only do it on the phone yeah so you prefer the horizontal aspect ratio, right? I mean, I would, yeah, I, I, if I had to watch any of these things, I would watch them horizontally just cause it, you know, it just looks better. I don't want to watch things in that tiny rectangle. Yeah. Um, okay. So the, and I think also, honestly, in my opinion, the fact that they are not picking 
a aspect ratio hurts both of them because yeah. like you're having to frame for both, which means you can't do any interesting things where like, you know, if something's on one side of the screen and then like rack focus to something on the other side of the screen or something like that. Like they're like, if they had picked vertical, at least they could have done some like interesting new things with it, I, I guess. But, uh, okay. So, uh, let's talk about the quality of content as a whole. What, what did you think overall? Because you've seen how many shows? Uh, 25. I watched 25 of these things. Um, you know, there is some good stuff on Quibi. You have to dig to find it. Um, also, there's a lot of stuff on here that just is clearly not targeted towards me. It's, you know, this is a lot of stuff that's like targeted towards younger people. Not that I'm like ancient, but uh, I felt pretty old watching some of this stuff. Like there's a new version of, you know, punked the 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 MTV show where Ashton Kutcher would play pranks on celebrities but and you know this is sort of the same thing um but i didn't recognize any of the celebrities they were punking it's like <laughs> it's like all like young i guess singers and stuff and i'm just like who are these like i had no idea who any of them were and like there's a show all about like sneaker culture and i you know i don't i don't care about that i can't get into it and you know, I'm all right with watching things outside of my interests, but you have to make it interesting to me. And, you know, the shows that delve into things that aren't my interest, they don't attempt to reach out to, you know, the uninitiated. Like there's nothing in in the sneaker show, which is called You Ain't Got These, that, that makes me understand why I should care about sneakers, honestly. Uh, but there there are a few good things. The only problem is like, Every time I came across something good, my immediate thought was, boy, I wish this was on a better streaming service. Like, I wish this was on Netflix so I could just watch it all right now instead of this this quick bite format. Yeah, let's talk about the quick bite format because like these episodes are – what is the rule? It has to be under 10 minutes? Yeah, I haven't come across anything more than 10 minutes, and, and 10 minutes seems to be – an outlier really it's really like five to eight minutes seems to be like the the standard runtime for everything and i i think we read an article somewhere where someone said like the average amount of time that someone watches a video on their phone is like seven or eight minutes or something like that right i i know on youtube which i've been doing a lot of recently uh you know to get your watch time above eight minutes is like the goal because eight minutes is like the the retention time for people watching on their phone uh, is is less than eight minutes. So, okay, uh, how how do you how does this quick bite format like work? Like, does it work for you? Like, is it are they doing full episodes in that under ten minute timeline? It depends. It varies from from program to program. So, you know, there are some uh, like game shows. Like, there's uh, Dishmantled, which is uh, about chefs being shot in the face with food cannons, and then they have to make that food, which is, you know, a real show on Quibi. <laughs> um, you know, that every five to eight minutes is its own standalone episode. You know, it, you, you watch it through, you're done after five to eight minutes, and a new episode starts. Then there's stuff like uh, Murder House Flip, which is exactly what the title suggests. It's a home renovation show about... Uh, renovating homes where murders took place and uh that has it like one episode broken up into three parts like one 
one house they're working on, you have to watch it over three episodes. And I honestly don't like that at all. Like, I feel like if, if you're having like a show, it should be in that five minute format, five to eight minute format. And that's it. Don't make me watch one episode across three things. That just doesn't work for me. So, but then you have like the movies, uh, which are, are broken up and those work a little better because, um, they've been edited in, in such a way, at least the ones that work for me, so that after the five to eight minutes, the the ending, quote unquote, of of the the episode or quibby or if you want to call it, ends on like a cliffhanger. Like that show, there's a show called Survive with Sophie Turner, and every five minutes, it ends with like a big cliffhanger. So you're immediate, even if you're not like totally into the show, you're like, well, I gotta see what happens next. It's only, you know because <laughs> this is a cliffhanger. So it works on that level, but it's, it's, it's all very strange. And like I said, there, there are things that are really good on here that I just want to watch all the way through. I don't want them to be broken up in, into bits and pieces. So yeah. it, it's very weird. I, I experienced some shows on here. I did watch survive. I, I'm not sure I would completely agree with you that like each episode ends on like a dramatic cliffhanger. Like that's what I was hoping Quibi would be like that. We'd have like 24 style, like, you know, you watch eight minutes and then like, oh, my God, Jack Bauer's hanging off a cliff. How is he going to get out of this? Got to watch the next episode, you know, next week or whenever it's released. And then, you know, that happened. But like, I feel like Survive to me, like, uh, what? Is, how would you describe Survive really quick? Uh, survive is kind of like <laughs> the gray, but with, so- with Sophie Turner. Sophie yeah. Turner is a suicidal young woman and. She plans to take her own life in an airplane bathroom, which is weird. I don't know why you would want to do that, but uh, but the plane crashes and she and one other passenger survive and they're in like the, the snowy wilderness. And now, you know, this this young woman who wanted to die has to fight to live. That's what the show is about. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that sounds like a compelling show. But the strange thing is you think in this format that the the plane crash would happen at the end of the first episode, but it takes three episodes to get there. Uh, Spoilers, I guess. But um, which technically, I guess if you add up that time, that would be the inciting incident of a movie would be like 20 minutes in 20. Right. So like, I don't know. It feels almost like they are just adapting a movie into the Quibi format and not like making a Quibi, which, yeah, I, I feel like a lot of this stuff, is stuff that was intended to be elsewhere. And in fact, like uh, most dangerous game, the screeners I had actually had like a, a watermark on them that said like property of NBC. So I, I feel like that was supposed to be an NBC show or whatever. And NBC passed on it and, and Quibi got it and broke it up. So weird. Okay. Let's, let's get into it. Let's talk about the worst shows. What, what were the worst shows you saw? Things that people should avoid. Oh, man. Uh, the, the, the worst of the worst is this thing called Nikki Fresh, which stars Nicole Richie, who, you know, was on. I remember what that show was called with Paris Hilton, The Simple Life or something like yeah. that. And by and the way, is, the, the S in Fresh is a money sign. That's right. Um, and this is just insufferable. Um, I, I can't recommend this to anyone. It's it's basically just a, a re, it's supposed to be a reality show, but literally everything feels very staged. And like the the first episode, she goes to Nicole Richie goes to music producers and she's like, I want to make music for plants. And they keep cutting to like the music producers making these like goofy faces like they can't believe what she said. And like everything just feels 
really fake and and just awful and i wanted it to end the minute it started so please <laughs> don't watch nikki fresh it, it also seems like you didn't like game shows russ uh pretty much anything having a, all almost all the game show related things i didn't like uh or reality shows with the exception of <sighs> murder house flip which yeah. is good <laughs> wait so there's a game show called game show with gay g a like gay m e show right how do you pronounce and that the- i guess just game show that's how you would pronounce it i guess and this again i i could see someone maybe enjoying this but it's just not it just was not for me where it's just very over the top and it's about uh, <laughs> it's about straight guys who compete I don't even know what I don't even it's awful. Let's move on. Let's not talk about game show. <laughs> okay, one of the game shows I watched was Singled Out. And this is a show that used to be on MTV back in the day. It was it was hosted by Chris Hardwick. It had uh what's her name? Um the actress. Uh she later became an actress. Jenny She's McCarthy? married to yeah, Jenny McCarthy. She was in the audience for that. I believe that was singled out, right? I don't know. Yeah. I, I could be dating myself. Um, but and I'm sure back in the day that used to be like a 25 minute episode or something. Watching a singled out episode at six minutes, where you you were trying to match up two people in six minutes, was like watching. I don't know. I don't understand. Do they think like people don't have the attention? Like it, it felt like someone was like injecting caffeine into my veins. Like it was just too fast. And it was like just happening at a pace that I couldn't even comprehend. Yeah. A lot of these, these game shows, uh, game show had the same problem. They're just so like, la- they're like sensory overloads. Like everyone is screaming and everything's moving at like breakneck speed. And I just, I can't, like uh, watching it gives me a headache. I can't, I can't get into it. Yeah, it's edited down to that format. It would, I, I feel like, it, and I said this on uh, an episode with Ben when we were uh, previewing the Quibi lineup. I think it would be so much better if they had like a ten minute time limit to like actually get the like pairing and singled out. Like it was like filmed in real time. I feel like right. that might be fun. Yeah. But- yeah. Uh, not this, no. Punked. Uh, even though you didn't recognize any of the people, you, you did not like Punked? No, I, I'm not a fan of pranks in general, so I, I'm not into I'm not into Punked at all. So, no thank you, Punked. But were they even, like, funny pranks? Like, I feel like no, YouTube like is filled with, like, awesome pranks. Like, I know you don't like pranks, but, like, there's good stuff on there. I'm, I'm assuming, like, they have a budget here, like... Did the first, like the the one I watch, the one of the ones I watched is they made this w- g- young woman. I don't know who she. I probably forget who she is. But they made her <laughs> think like her house was like infested with rats. I was like, that's not like a fun prank. That's like, like if someone like pranked me with that, I'd be furious. Like there's rats in your house. I'd be like, oh my god, none of this is funny. Why are you doing this to me? Yeah, remember the time a studio sent you bugs? Yes, I do, and it was awful. <laughs> what other shows did you hate? Uh, I mean, <laughs> hate is a strong word, but uh, there's there's skirt with offset. I don't even know how to pronounce that, but it's about cars. Again, not in the car culture. And I already mentioned you ain't got these, which yeah. is the the sneaker show. Which again, I'm not into sneakers. So if you're really into those things, you might enjoy this stuff. But like I said, none of it is made to reach across the aisle, as it were, to to nerds like me who don't understand the appeal of this stuff. Now, a lot of the stuff you said you didn't like is reality-based. So I'm wondering, is there any, like, not horrible reality on the service? 
Yes. So uh, Murder House Flip, which I mentioned, is is fun, even though I don't like how it's broken up. Uh, the Shape of Pasta, which is uh, about this chef traveling through Italy, uh, learning to make really obscure versions of pasta is is really interesting. I, it, it feels completely wrong for this streaming service. Like I can't like everything else is so like fast and loud. And this show is really slow paced and low key. I can't imagine who it's for uh, in the Quibi audience, but I liked it. I thought it was interesting because it it's, you know, it's literally just a guy traveling all over Italy, learning about pasta. And that doesn't sound exciting, but it, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, I, you know, I enjoyed it. Um, there's also, I promise, which feels like it's, it's too important to be on Quibi. Um, it's, it's about uh, the I Promise school that LeBron James opened and, you know, to reach out to students who are struggling. And it, it's it's like tailor-made to just like make you cry because it's all about, you know, these kids who've never had a chance suddenly in a school system that cares about them. And it's really emotional and it's really well done. And like I said, it feels like an important show that shouldn't be on, on Quibi. <laughs> And uh, there was like a magic show that you were saying was good. I haven't right. seen it. This is called Gone Mental with Lior, who I, I've never actually heard of this guy. He's a, he's a you know a mentalist, but it, this was very entertaining. You know, he he does all these you know uh, mind tricks and and magic tricks. And what I really liked about it is not all the tricks, but some of them he'll like backtrack and show how he he did some of them. And I really like when there are magic shows like that because I'm I'm you know I know you know. A lot of magic, you're not supposed to give away the secret, but I like when they, they do kind of delve into how it's done. And this was just, it was very entertaining. This is like the perfect Quibi show. It's, you can watch this quickly and it's over and you, you move on with your life. Yeah, you messaged into the Slack and you're like, have you seen, a, do you know this magician? Like, You were like really excited about this, which I was surprised because I expect, I didn't even touch this show because I was like, I'm expecting this to be horrible. So yeah, you, I think you might like this. This is yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, okay, so what is the biggest disappointment of the service? Uh, honestly, everything, everything except like three shows, I would say, are, are kind of big disappointments. Um, at the same time, I didn't really have huge expectations, so uh, it, it's kind of you know, it's a. It, I'll put it this way: there's a lot of there's a lot of junk on this service that if I weren't watching it to you know, write this thing, I would never watch it. And, you know, if you're going to launch a streaming service, I feel like you should have better content, you know, uh, for, you know, when Apple TV plus launched, they didn't have a lot, but the stuff they had was mostly competent. Whereas a lot of this stuff is just stuff. I don't, I don't know who it's for. I guess it's for younger people. And I guess I'm just getting very old. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we should give them props that they launched a streaming service with a lot of content because I'm finding with, you know, the launch of Disney Plus and Apple TV uh, Plus that there really wasn't enough shows to sustain the service for like more than like a couple nights. Like yeah. you kind of got got through it. I mean, I guess this wouldn't sustain you for more than a couple nights because they're short shows, but it seems, it seems like you have a lot of options. Uh, yeah. And, and, and like HBO, you only need one Game of Thrones to make it worth it. That's so true. Uh, I, I will say this for me. I, I only watched a few few of the shows, but Most Dangerous Game, which you mentioned earlier, which has uh, one of the Hemsworths. 
right? Yes, it's it's Liam Hemsworth. And uh, what's the other guy's name? Christoph Waltz. Yeah, Christoph Waltz. Like some big pedigree there. Uh, and it's a remake of a story that we've seen before. Uh, it really feels like a like a CBS show. Like yeah. it's really. I don't know. I I couldn't get that far into it. So that would be my biggest disappointment. But I know. Okay, we we've complained. We've criticized. Uh, Let's talk about the best shows on the service. Let's talk about the five best shows. I know you said only three of them are really good, but uh, what, are, what are your five top shows? All right. So Flipped is very funny. This stars Will Forte and Caitlin Olsen as uh, <laughs> idiots. I guess you would say they're, <laughs> they're just really dumb people who want to start their own home renovation show, and they, they end up finding uh, – a ton of drug money and instead of turning it in they use that money to launch their own like media empire and of course it, it comes back to bite them in the ass and this is it's it's a funny show i i don't know if it works in this this quibby format but i enjoyed it while i was watching it it, it was amusing and you mentioned earlier survive was good right it's 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 pretty it, i um what i was impressed with survive is it, it's surprisingly like bleak and miserable it actually comes with like a disclaimer at the beginning where it says like it it deals with you know content that some people may find disturbing and i'm kind of impressed that they would take a risk with something like this because it's it's very it is very moody and and unpleasant and i don't know if it's definitely not going to be for everyone uh sam remy did a show he produced a show called 50 states of fright which we've talked about previously on the podcast how was that that is fun. It's not scary at all, but it's very over the top. Uh, and there's a lot of like fun Sam Raimi-esque gore in there. He directs like the first episode. And, uh, you, you know, if you're looking for something genuinely scary, this is not it. This is more like tongue in cheek. But if you if you want something kind of like Army of Darkness, not as good as that, but kind of like in that same tone, that's that's kind of what this is. What else did you like on the service? All right. So the two things I I could say I, I actually like love. Um, one is called Run This City, which is a docu-series um, about uh, the the mayor of Fall River, which is a small town in Massachusetts. It's actually the town where Lizzie Borden lived, although they don't mention that in the show, which really bugged me. Like, come on. But um, <laughs> it's about um, this, this guy who was elected mayor. He was like the youngest mayor in history. And he was arrested twice while he was mayor by the FBI for uh, like fraud and extortion. And so it's all about like small town politics and, and corruption. And it, but it, it's it's like darkly comedic. It's kind of like a real life house of cards, like, you know, all the, the dirty political tricks. But it's real people. And also Kevin Spacey isn't there. So that's a plus. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I love this. This is the one one of the two things that I really wish was on a different service because I want to watch all of it. And I only had like two episodes, I think. And what, and what is the top one? The top one is called When the Streetlights Go On. And I really like this. This was um, it's kind of like a cross between stranger things although it's in the 90s and not the 80s and the virgin suicides if that if you can picture something like that um there's nothing supernatural in it but it has that you know kids on bikes getting involved in in dangerous things vibe that stranger things has but it also has that like uh wistful someone looking back at their past sort of thing like 
uh, the Virgin Suicides. And it, it's about, you know, th- this really violent murder that, that happens in the first episode where uh, two people are, are gunned down in the woods. And um, uh, this this local kid played by uh, Chosen Jacobs, who was in um, uh, the It movies, he was Mike in the It movies. He, he's riding his bike and he rides into the crime scene basically. And then he and one of the victim's sisters start investigating the crime. And um, I saw this advertised as a, a, a YA show. And it's really not because it's, it's uh, the murder that happens in the first episode is, is like shockingly violent. Like it took me completely by surprise. Like I'm not usually unnerved by, by violence, but the way this is, is portrayed is like, shockingly brutal to the point where I don't know why anyone was calling this a, a young adult show. Cause it's clearly geared towards older audiences, but it's so well produced. It's so well written. And again, I just wish this were on a better <laughs> streaming service. Well, well th- this show actually has a story to it. I'm not sure if you know this, but this show was originally filmed uh, by a director named Brett Morgan. And uh, it was, he was the guy that did the kid stays in the picture and he did the Cobain uh, documentary. He produced that. Uh, He directed a pilot episode of this, which premiered at the 2016 Sundance film festival. I I saw it and I wrote it up. I I actually did an article called the best thing. One of the best things I saw at Sundance this year isn't a movie. And um, it was this, uh, this pilot that didn't get picked up and it was, it was, uh, everything you describe, very moody. Uh, it seems like they didn't change much about it, aside from it was a very white suburban cast, um, uh. and it it seems like they've kind of rejiggered that a little bit. Uh, and uh, now it's being directed by Rebecca Thomas, who I was a little bit worried because I watched the trailer for this, and the trailer for this looked like a re like you know when you've seen like a great movie. And then they remake it like, you know, you watch Total Recall or, or whatever. And then you watch the Hollywood remake. It looked like the Hollywood remake version of the thing you saw uh. in, in the bad way. And Rebecca Thomas is also the director of the the probably the worst episode of Stranger Things in the history of the show. The the, <laughs> the one where she goes off and meets like the X-Men or whatever. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was a little bit worried about this. But I'm happy that you're saying that this is a great show because it like it, that pilot had such a promising in that pilot was actually uh from what i understand kind of like a compromise because it originally started out as a feature film that and he couldn't get it made as a feature film so it got made into a pilot which you know would have set up this mystery so i'm guessing this is probably more of an adaptation of the feature film yeah they're they're billing this as a movie in chapters so um yeah i think this is supposed to be the the film version uh yeah so but yeah i i if you're like, if you're only gonna watch one thing on Quibi, I would say this this is what you should watch. Yeah. So you're recommending when the streetlights go on, run the city in Fifty States of Fright. Yeah. Those those are the three I think you can't go wrong with. Everything else is sort of like <laughs> it's up in the air. If it, if it appeals to you, give it a try. If if it, you if you read the description and think I don't like the sound of this, you're probably not gonna like the show. Like it's not gonna change your mind. And they're launching a lot of these shows with, like, the first three episodes. When when do new episodes come out? Are they coming out weekly? I think, yeah. I think they're doing it kind of like Disney Plus, where they have a new thing every week. Or, you know, like traditional TV, the old days. It's weird that they don't go daily. 
Yeah, um, I don't. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing over there at Quibi HQ. Did you get a chance to watch any of the daily like the news shows or anything like that? No, they didn't have. They didn't make those available to me. I, they only made these 25 shows that I wrote about available. Yeah. So there's more available on Quibi if you want to check that out. Is it worth, what is it, five bucks a month for ads, I think? I would say no, honestly. <laughs> uh, like I said, there's only there's only two to three shows that I think are legitimately great, and it's not worth paying for just that. Um, you can get uh, you know that, that free 90-day trial. I think it's running all this month. Like It ends on the 30th, so... It's it's definitely worth trying free, but I can't imagine paying uh, like if this were like a two dollar service, maybe anything over two dollars seems too much. I feel like it should be a free service where you pay to get ad free. That's yeah, what that, it feels like. It should be freemium. Yeah, it really should, especially since it's like, you know, for your phone and stuff. I don't know. It's just like because you can watch you like there i feel like their biggest competitor is youtube because youtube is supposed to be you know your phone and you can watch pretty much all of youtube for free so if you're competing with that you don't want to charge people money and you know but what do i know i'm not <laughs> i'm not mr quibby <laughs> well chris has ranked all of the new quibby shows from worst to best you can read that whole article on slashfilm.com you can find this podcast published a few times a week on itunes google overcast spotify all the popular podcast apps please feel free to send your feedback questions comments concerns to us at peter at slashfilm.com and if you can please head over to itunes give us a rating give us a review tell your friends spread the word and we'll see you later